0: A lot of people will be bringing in more than one of the names we've just mentioned, and they're going to be bring, putting a problem player into their team that they'll have to deal with. So, Hello, and welcome to FPL AU, your one-stop shop for everything FPL. Let us bring out your inner maverick and we'll find you those FPL gems. Join us each week for the highs and lows of FPL points, falls, and flops. My name is Luke and this is my co host, my main man today, Benny. How are you, mate? Yo, excited to be here, big man. Um, thanks
1: for listening today, guys. Um, remember to follow us on uh, FPL uh, Australia on Twitter. We've had um, an increase in followers over the last. Uh, week or so so it's been great keep keep joining us on this journey
0: love it mate and there's big news today you've you've hit the wildcard button I love that we'll we'll rip into that I know that's one of the hot topics that we'll be discussing today and along with assessing uh, some of the key decisions for Benny's wildcard, we'll be looking at some of the hot picks including the big news Cristiano Ronaldo so we'll be talking about heavy hitters and some fixture targets there Um, there's some interesting news around um captaincy which we'll discuss as well and the second topic we'll be looking at is sleeper picks so they're the under radar type players that are showing potential but haven't hauled yet so we'll be looking at trying to pick out a few of those key players and align them to the upcoming fixture swings because there's a number of clubs with really strong fixtures coming up so we want to get on those players early so we'll we'll cover that off Uh, and then we need to go around the grounds and look at any key FPL happenings uh, around the key player news because there's a lot happening around these, this international break, um, some, some international injuries, so whether or not players will be back. So we'll, we'll touch on a lot of those key players today. So the first topic I want to talk to you about, uh, because everyone's talking about Ronaldo. So the first question I'll ask is, did you wildcard to bring in Ronaldo or did you wildcard because your squad was shit? I actually don't know why I well-carded. I just
1: had a beer on Saturday night and I was like, fuck it, I want to tinker. I want (laughs) to play. (laughs) I want to tinker with my team. Um, But I could have got Ronaldo in easily. and I wouldn't even have to have taken a hit. So Uh,
0: it was uh, just... Yes, because you you had Vardy up front, so you could have had an easy upgrade from Vardy.
1: I just... I can't control myself when it comes to tinkering, so in we went. But, yeah, Ronaldo, is he going to
0: start? Is he going to be available? Well, from all, all reports I've been reading, he, he's doing his quarantine from, from Friday to Monday. So he arrived in the country on Friday, sorry, Friday to Wednesday. So he arrived in the country with his family, quarantined for five days. So from Wednesday on, um, that, that's my understanding, that he'll, he'll be able to rejoin the team there. Um, some recent reports that came out today indicated that he'll only have one day of of training and being with the squad, but that doesn't really equate to that same timeline. So, I've I've got that he's quarantining from from Friday to Wednesday, which leaves Thursday, Friday, and they're playing on the Saturday. So he should have the the two days to acclimatise and and accommodate. And he's he's the fittest man alive. So there's <laughs> there's no question around. He's, he's match fit. No. He's been, he's done a full preseason uh, in in Italy, and then he's he's performed in the clutch moments for Portugal as we saw. I'm kind of glad that he was suspended for that um, that set, that last international game there, so it gives him a bit more time to get in the country and set settle in. It comes down to to Ollie and whether or not he wants to start him, and from the quotes I've read, uh, there's one in particular. Uh, where he was questioned by reporters, and and he said that they didn't buy Ronaldo to sit on the bench. We mm. we we brought him in to win. So I'm leaning towards towards him starting and playing because the stage is set. Like it's a it's, it's at Old Trafford. Um, they're, they're playing a Newcastle team, which should be, you know, he'll he'll get opportunities there. He he'll want to bang a couple in to to kick off his second stint with United. So exciting,
1: yeah. It's Christy, Christy mania. Um, you know, in some (laughs) opinion, the goat, but I don't know with my coach's hat on, yeah. I'm like, right, what does this say to the rest of the playing group? Do it if I just start Cristiano, but then he's also one of the best of all time, and if you Mm. are genuinely on that Man United team. And you think you should start in front of Cristiano Ronaldo? I think you need your head checked. With the departure of Daniel James to Leeds, which I'm very happy about being a Leeds fan, um, I know there's been some.
0: He's a great fit for Leeds. I, I love yeah. what he he can offer them there. He's just speed. He's work ethic. Uh, he just he can play on both sides. Um, yeah. Do you think he's he's okay? Just switching over to that Leeds discussion. Then we'll get back on Ronaldo. Uh-huh. Has Daniel James been brought in? to play wide on the right and shift Rafinha into the 10 role? Or is it in direct competition with Harrison? Because, you know, Harrison hasn't had the, the best of starts. He's been hooked a couple of times. Um, he's, he's, he's looked okay, um, but he hasn't contributed any FPL returns yet. So do you have an opinion on, on how he will, will employ James? Yeah, and I've been
1: doing some reading up on some of the guys in the Oxford Evening Post back home um, where I live. And there's actually chat about that that um, because of Rodrigo's performances, they may move Rafinha into the ten so he can have more influence in the game. And if you watch Rafinha, he's not your classic winger, is he? Like he drifts in, he shoots, he wants to be on the ball, he asks, he asks for the ball in behind the lines, he wants to tinker, he wants to. I mean, he's got the speed to to break and play that wing style, especially if he's in a Brazil squad. Mm-hmm. Um, He's not going to get in front of a a Coutinho or someone like that of that ilk. But, yeah, I think I, as a a Leeds fan, would love to have an experiment with him in the 10 and then Dan James and um, Jack Harrison either either side because he is blistering. Dan James has blistering pace. So he's going to be getting to the byline and basically crossing the ball in. I can't see them cutting in. I think um, Harrison and... and, um, Dan James will be there to to give us width and then cross the ball into the likes of, of mm. Bamford and Rafinha. But it's an interesting one. Maybe maybe Dan James has just been brought in to to add some competition to Harrison and Rafinha. Ooh. Or they That's, thought Rafinha
0: is going to leave in January, which is a viable option. Potentially, he's, yeah, he's 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 that type of player that could step up into a bigger club. But in my opinion, I've like I'm going to wait and see how that plays out. I I love. You know how effective Rafinha is on that wing because he's just mm. he he's, he loves that that space out there like it's a different game in, if he takes that takes up that number ten role i'm I'm just not sure if he's you know he's he's only a, a small player as well and there'll be guys mm. coming at him from all angles yeah he's got the speed footwork um I think that that'll be an adjustment, but I guess it's a good opportunity to wait and see and he he's one of those Brazilian players that we don't know if he'll make it back in time for for game week four with that whole debacle with the the Argentina-Brazil match, that's mm. that's mental. <laughs> Crazy things. And to be honest,
1: like we'll go into this a bit more detail in my wildcard, but I'm scared off him just mm. because of that reason. I mean, what was going on there? It turns out that the Brazilian FA have kicked up a fuss because obviously um, a lot of Premier League teams haven't allowed their players to join. They've got the game going. And then realised that the Argentinian players have lied on their landing card saying that they hadn't been in England even though they play for Aston Villa and Spurs and whatnot and, and uh, um, the rest of them and have just pulled them off the pitch. And you've got, you've got Messi and Neymar just going, what the fuck is going on here? Crazy. I think
0: they're gone. I, don't, I, I can't see him getting back in time. And, yeah. you know, if there's quarantine issues, I think those players are gone. There's some big names there yeah so we know definitely.
1: on both sides yeah. 100% 100% gone
0: let's let's get back onto ronaldo and united because that's that's the big news and and i'm i'm in a precarious position i might ask for your advice because i was i was off ronaldo i i wasn't i wasn't interested there i was kind of looking at Lukaku for that for that Villa mm-hmm. fixture because I know Martinez won't be won't be in goal and there was a question mark on Tyrone Mings because mm-hmm. he cracked a ribbon and but he he's fine he lined up for England in the international break so so he'll be mm-hmm. he'll be there so they'll still have their their, their starting four in defence mm-hmm. but without Martinez in goal I thought Lukaku could have been on for a haul he would have been my captaincy but just this whole hype around Ronaldo I've been sucked in I'm loving it and. <laughs> I'm on, like I want Ronaldo now, I want him in my team so bad, but okay, my problem is I'm not on a wild card. The only way I can bring him in is to downgrade Bruno for a four-point hit, and that's the only way I can bring him in. So is it worth taking a four-point hit for Bruno at home to Newcastle where he could easily pop up for a goal um, and then upgrade one of my strikers, uh, probably Danny Ings, because most people know the... Villa fixture swing starts now. They had three strong opening games and, and now you want to hop off your your Villa lads who have a tough run. To upgrade Ings, I have to downgrade Bruno. Uh, so is it worth the minus four? Well,
1: would, And I'd be captaining Ronaldo. Well, you're course. 12.5. So if you aren't on a wild card and you bring in Ronaldo, you have to captain him, right?
0: Oh, there 100%, is. 100%. Yeah. I mean, sure, he's going to start. That, that's that's what I want to first of all confirm. If if he's got seventy eighty minutes against Newcastle, I'm I'm, I'm all for captaining Ronaldo.
1: But does the football the little boy knew, who watches football, loves football, who will be up no doubt at midnight on Saturday in Australia, can could you handle that that guy being on the starting pitch with Old Trafford, applauding one of the best players of all time? If not the best, he is going to have crazy shit going through his veins. Yeah. He's, if he starts, he scores. He, he scores, and the well, roof is going to go yeah. off.
0: That, that's what I reckon. I just want to be on that ride. Like that's I don't care. Even if like you just want to be on that ride, I want to be watching the game, and I want to have my captain on Ronaldo. Yeah. He, he the the year he left, he just won three t- titles with United, and yeah. and now he's he's a five time Ballon d'Or winner. I yeah. want him as my FPL captain. If he's in FPL, you fucking get him in your team and you captain him. CR seven baby. Woo. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred
1: percent. I think I'll do the same. I'll wait for the t- team news on Friday. Um and if Ole's like, yeah, he's playing or he's in in the squad. Even if he comes on for
0: half an hour, I think he scores. Yeah. So but he's 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 well capable. I'm just yeah, he he'll 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 be He'll be in positions to score goals, whether he plays 30 minutes. If he plays the final 30 minutes, fantastic. Uh, but I'm hoping he gets that 70, 80 minutes um, to, to, to start. That's that's what I really want from him. Um, but, but, mate, I'm not just doing this for a one-week decision because when you bring in the likes of Ronaldo or one of these heavy hitters, you want to captain those players. And I'm just yeah. thinking... My thought process was initially I wanted to bring in Lukaku who had Aston Villa at home um, and I'd captain him in that fixture. But then from there, he goes, uh, they play away to Tottenham and then home at Man City. So there's two tough fixtures after that. Whereas Ronaldo will have Newcastle at home, West Ham away, uh, Villa at home and then they went back and then they've got another home game against Everton. So they've got three or four good fixtures Awards stronger fixtures for goals as opposed to Chelsea. So Chelsea could do some damage against uh, Tottenham. I still don't mm-hmm. trust Tottenham's defence. I think they should have conceded more than than what they have. Um, but the captaincy. Would you captain a Ronaldo? Would you captain Ronaldo against Newcastle, West Ham, or Aston Villa? Any of those yeah. three fixtures?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Like I'm just looking at this now. A hundred percent, play him and captain him against Newcastle at home. West yeah. Ham away, they're still leaky. There's goals there. Villa at home, a hundred percent. Everton, a hundred percent. Leicester, a hundred percent. Obviously, once you start getting into that dirty run of Liverpool, Tottenham, it's... Manchester City, you could probably look at well, other options.
0: A time to to switch over to to Lukaku or Kane. I, I dare say. Yeah. But... Um, at the same time as, like Ronaldo has Newcastle at home, and then they've got West Ham and Villa. Whereas mm-hmm. in that same period, you've you've got the likes of of Salah who has Crystal Palace and Brentford. So there'll be a, a captaincy decision there, and it, I'm thinking if if he play if Ronaldo starts against Newcastle, he scores a, if he scores a goal, I think people will be looking at him again as an auto captaincy pick for for West Ham and Aston Villa. Mm-hmm. Whereas you know you've got Salah at home to to Crystal Palace in week five, and then Brentford in week six, so that'll be your key decisions. But I'm thinking for these next three fixtures, Ronaldo's the man you'd rather have as opposed to Lukaku at the moment. That's yeah, that's how I'm looking at it. Well, that's what I've 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 been sucked in to believe because I'm loving this hype. Yeah, and this is the
1: thing. Like it'd be so FPL that we get there and. He he can't quarantine Friday and then everyone's going to have to tear their their, their teams up. If you've done new transfers already, I know a lot of savvy Twitter Mm. fantasy Premier League players haven't used it yet.
0: What I'm finding interesting, yeah, there's a lot of players, a lot of teams downgrading to uh, Rafinha, um, Torres, to Jota, um, even Greenwood. And there's four players I've named that I'd be surprised if anyone didn't have one or two of those players in their midfield. And all those players have now question marks over them in terms of rotation and how long they'll be in the starting eleven. So if you're downgrading a Bruno to upgrade to Ronaldo, you're bringing in one of those four players potentially, and they're going to cause a problem for you in the next one, two or three game weeks. Because we know we're we're waiting on Firmino reports for, for Jota. So Jota would be a great option, but we don't know what the extent of Firmino's injury is. There's been conflicting news on that. Uh, Greenwood, how many more games is he going to to start and play with with Ronaldo in Cavani? He'll um, continue to Martial. play. 100%, yeah, hundred percent. He will, but... but he'll he'll play out wide. The That's last fine. two goals that he scored, you know, they were somewhat fortunate. The great strikes, but potentially the keepers could have done a little bit better on that. So that you take away one one of those goals, and perhaps he doesn't look s- as such a glamorous option. And how, how much longer do you want to load up on United if they've got these three fixtures and then they've got some, like well, the fixture swings from there? Um, Rafinha's got this quarantine, you know, will he be available game week four, question mark on his head. Um, Torres, I've, I've got Torres. Thank God he hauled on the weekend. That's saved my <laughs> season so far. But um, reports are Foden and KDB, both returned to training, both available for for bench duties in the next game so how much longer is he going to be in the team so a lot of people will be bringing in more than one of the names we've just mentioned and they're going to bring putting a problem player into their team that i have to deal with so hopefully you and i can set our teams up whereby this is my thinking whereby we kind of eliminate some of these uh, the riskier type picks you always want to have a couple of these risky picks because you know they're the ones that can blow up but if you've got a a strong bench, and you don't have too many of these rotation risk players, then we can focus on, you know, working around these premium players. Because I've even been thinking about, it. from a maverick perspective, what if I didn't go Ronaldo and I swapped Bruno to Mane for, and I don't take a hit. I just play Ings, mm. and I put Mane in there for the next three fixtures because Liverpool, leads Crystal Palace, Brentford, Mane's. Yeah. Had the same number of shots as Salah, but he hasn't returned the same amount of points yet. So he's he's one that's not on anyone's radar, and I think that could be a differential. And if if Ronaldo doesn't start, he doesn't score, and then Mane pops up for a goal and assist at Leeds, which could be that that game could have goals in it. We saw what United did to them. Mm. I'm excited about. The potential because there's so many good fixtures and opportunities. It's like the template's about to be broken up. Yeah, it's going to be a bomb dropped. Last question mm. on Ronaldo
1: then before we jump into the the hot picks we uh, yeah, like this week. Uh, is he on penalties
0: or is Bruno holding? One thousand percent on penalties, and Bruno has has even conceded as much. You reckon? Um, and and yeah, one of the the. In the Portugal game, Ronaldo took a penalty over Bruno. Um, I don't think that's a major factor because he's been a Portugal penalty taker for quite some time. But mate, that'll be in the fine print of his contract. Penalties, Ronaldo, without a doubt. Do you think otherwise? I don't know. It depends. I have like... no. I have no doubt on that. He's on penalties. He's on penalties. He's on free kicks. <laughs> he's Ronaldo. <laughs> I don't think he'll be on like.
1: Free kicks, other than shooting free kicks, but yeah, you're probably right. He does take the penalties, but I'd be fuming if I was Bruno because I've, I have I have an amazing record. And
0: he's Bruno. Yeah. He's he's the best. I truly believe that Bruno is a better better penalty taker. But if there's a penalty and there's a goal available, Ronaldo will be on on that spot okay. kick. Cool. All right. Well, uh, yeah. All right. I'll
1: take it. And I think I'm on the I'm on the uh, the roller Ronnie roller coaster with you, mate. Love it.
0: Keep an <laughs> eye on, I'm going to keep an eye out on and any last minute news. And if anything comes out, we'll we'll do another pod for the upcoming game week and drop in any of this um, critical news that people need to know about for for key FPL players. Cool. cool. And then so Hot Picks, your your first one, mate. Obviously,
1: Ronaldo, we, we, we've spoken about. Um, yeah, Who do you like the look of?
0: I, I want to ask you a question because I know you're – you always dabble in in the Spurs environment, and I've been thinking the Kane Son because I know in one of your tinkers you sent me had had Kane up front with Ronaldo. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm still liking Kane and, and Son, but you've got to make a sacrifice somewhere if you if you want to um, bring have Ronaldo in there. And I don't think many teams will have Kane and Son, but Kane could have had a double in that last game. Mm. Oh, it's
1: so tough because. Son's my boy. He's my boy, Blue. I love him. Like what a player! Mm. Uh,
0: the only thing I'll, I'll caveat with with Spurs is, yes, they've got an amazing fixture against Crystal Palace this week, and I think they'll they'll get goals in that fixture. But they're then they host Chelsea at home, so that makes it a little bit tougher. But then they've got Arsenal, Villa, Newcastle. So you've only got that one really tough fixture there. Whereas I, I see the next four out of five games have goals for Tottenham and Kane and Son, they could go on a run too. So really, this this is a critical week for where where people will be choosing their premiums, uh, Ronaldo, Lukaku, Kane, whoever you pick, it's going to bust that template. So it's kind of fun. Yeah, and I think I was
1: speaking to a Spurs fan that I trust in in the football sense um, and he watches the, the games week in, week out. And one of the big things that scared me off these two guys was they haven't really been dominating games. Like, even against Watford, it was 1-0. Watford had a lot of possession. They had chances. If you go back further, obviously the City game, they were on the break. They played well, but still not dominating. I know it's Man City. I just want to still wait and see. And Son is my favourite fantasy football asset because he's a midfielder. He's that greedy fucker that cuts in and shoots. But also it's, he's happy enough to lay on the ball, the um, cane, and get assists. So mm, I just want to wait well,
0: and see. I'll make one additional point on that because I, I do agree with you. Son, Son is a great option because his price point at 10, 10 mil, he's that perfect guy that you can rely on. You, you know he's going to hit 200 points a season. So I'm confident that you could just sit on him the whole season and go, great, I'm going to pick up 200, 210 points off this guy. Um, if he has an elite season, it could push up to 220. I'm, I'm I'm still thinking around about 200 points on the dot. That's that's the benchmark you want for a 10 mil son. But he's the perfect player that you can easily downgrade to one of the mid-price mids if you want to make changes across your squad. But he's a great stick sticking player for now that you can rely on to just keep bringing you in points. You know he's going to score goals. He'll work well with Kane. He'll get assists. So Spurs do start to click now that they've got their preferred side on the pitch with Kane um all the all the more fitter. Um, I'm I'm liking Son. I wish I wish I had him in my team right now because he'd be one I'd probably stick on. And you can use him to enable other moves if you need to. But it's a good good opportunity. He's he's a differential that a lot of people would be moving off right now. And yeah. I think that's a bad play. Think- you had Son, didn't you? I, I did,
1: I did, and this is it, right? Like my my game plan. Well, this is it. I'm I'm trying to, as a other than Ronaldo this week, and like hands up. I'm going to contradict myself here. This is an emotional pick. This is the little boy in me. I want to play and see him score. Yep. But in terms of my yeah. fantasy football, I want to take emotion out of my picks, and I love yes. Son. But when I look at a fantasy football player now, I need to look at is that points, or is that just the player that I remember or the game week mm-hmm. before? Or the form or the fixtures. And I look at some this week and there's goals, but then they run moving on into it. I see more points than other players at the moment.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good call, and, and we know we're picking off fixtures at the moment. So there's there's guys that are cheaper, that are better value, that can facilitate moves up to these premium forwards. And you've got to have fun as well. Like part of FPL is is having fun and that's why I'm buying I'm happy buying into the hype. Normally I wouldn't do such a thing, but As I said before, if you've got a (laughs) five-time Ballon d'Or winner and he's in FPL, you bring him in your team and you captain him. (laughs) Boom.
1: The big man says, do it. No debate. So, okay,
0: so hot pick-wise. That was a couple of my picks. And I've already mentioned Mane previously and then those four four or five mid-price mids that I really like. Um, They've got some good fixtures in there, but they've all got you know, question marks over over some of those things. So you've just got to take that into consideration. You want a, a decent 4.5 million defender to come off your bench, or uh, you know, at least you can get a two pointer off your your fifth midfielder if need be. So just have cover for those types of players and balance your risk. Have you have you have you got any hot players you want to you want to bring to the table? Yes, you'd, you'd um, be canvassing the you'd be canvassing all players with your with your wild card. So you you'll have a good insight. Yeah,
1: I, and there's two people that when I picked my, my team and I was going through that, I just couldn't figure out life without them, and that was um, Luke Shaw and mm. Torres All right. of Man City. And I'll give you my reasons. I think Shaw is 5.5. 5. He's obviously had an amazing Euro, a, a good start um, in terms of fantasy football. Um, but I think with Ronaldo coming into the team, it's actually going to shift a little bit of the way that Man United play. And because he's such a good deliverer of the ball mm. and how good Ronnie is in the air, I think this is going to be great for Luke Shaw, to be honest. I agree
0: with that. I agree with that. Um, he's he's going to... It'll be DCL and Ronaldo with the best leap in the league. So
1: yeah,
0: I, I've been imagining having... Luke Shaw in my team, because I've already got him, obviously, and then having Ronaldo up top. And to see those connect for a goal would just be just the perfect FPL gift.
1: Mm. So I, like and that. I think
0: that yeah. I think that'll enhance Luke Shaw, like you said. I've, I haven't liked, I don't think the Man United truly delivered because they haven't hit as many clean sheets as we would have liked so far. No. Um, but I think they'll, they should be They're able up. to get better. With with Iran coming into the team as well, mm. and and Torres, I think
1: I feel like I'm robbing you of a chance to to give us your thesis on him because he's been one of your maverick picks previously. I've seen the light now. I think after watching that um, Arsenal game and he's playing in that number
0: nine, he's yeah. going to be fantasy points now. His his movements were between the lines were just just perfect. To, but mate, I must say Arsenal's defense were. Were lacklustre at best. That was a poor performance. They had no heart. You know how teams. You know, well, Chelsea that weekend. Um, who got sent off for Chelsea? Reese James. Uh, Reece James got a red, and it's almost like every other player on the pitch lifted ten percent to cover uh, Reece James. Whereas Arsenal, as soon as Xhaka um, did his thing, they they just they just became so deflated, and it was like they were just they weren't even. Challenging, they were just waiting for the clock to end. And I reckon Peps had a had a chat to him at half time and Said, "Hey, do my boy Mikel a favour and don't don't slam him eight nil. Just knock five <laughs> in, and, and that'll do." Because you can see they were they kept they were knocking it around a bit, but their their play was just insane. And I'll tell you what; those those Torres's movements, uh, he he'd shown similar movements in previous games. He had a goal disallowed um, the previous week, so I knew. A goal was coming. I didn't anticipate two goals and an assist, but that was just the perfect type of game for him to capitalise. And that solidifies his position in the number nine for now. Uh, They didn't sign a striker in the window, obviously. Jesus looked amazing on the right wing, so he'll continue playing down there. Uh, If anyone's holding Mares, I think you've you've milked his returns. Get him out of your team ASAP, uh, especially with Foden, De Bruyne coming back. The only thing is we you know, we've got European football coming up as well, so we will start to see some rotation coming in. So you've had Sterling's able to play in that that false nine, KDB's done it at times as well, so I don't think Torres is 100% locked, but for now he's playing well, he's scoring, he'll, he'll start.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well that, that's what I want to hear. Uh, and I was looking at his fixtures, you know, Leicester, Southampton and and, and Man City against the big boys. They're still going to create chances. So if he's still playing for them, for them games, then he could easily haul. You wait,
0: that Southampton fixture. He is going to do some damage. Captain Mavcat.
1: Mavcat. Love it. Okay.
0: Sleeper picks. Sleeper picks. This this section here, I think the way I've looked at this is to approach it. Who's who are these underground picks? Um they've passed the eye test. Uh they've they've got a good run of fixtures coming up and I've looked at it more from an enabler perspective. I've stayed away from any of these premium picks because I think we've, we've talked about a few of them, but I've, I've kind of targeted five, maybe six teams that can really um, start to differentiate your team from the so called template. Um, So within sleeper picks, Benny, I've identified five teams for us to, to target who's about to, switch into a really good run of fixtures. And some of these players are showing some serious form. They've passed the eye test. I know you and I have talked about a couple of players on these teams. So I'm just, I'm just going to run through the teams and then we can um, talk about the key players that you would potentially bring into your team. So the first team I want to talk about is Wolves because they've been potentially the most explosive team, but I don't even think they've scored a goal yet. <laughs> Probably Traore's fault. Maybe. Yeah, he said, I'm pretty sure I saw some stat, like he's had 27 shots or something. No, 27 penalty area, penalty box touches and, and 12 shots on goals already, which is leading the lead, but zero goals. Do you think Jimenez is able to break out of his funk and, and start knocking in goals for this incredible run of fixtures for Wolves have? Yes, I actually
1: think, and I don't know why it's not, Down to much data or even the eye test, because he's had a few flaps. I just think, I just think class players shine through. Form is temporary. He's had a little bit of a run. He's had a little a a pause. I think he gets one and then he just goes off. So Mm -hmm. I can't give you much in the way of stats. I just generally think he's just going to come good with that fixture fixture um, pileup. What about you?
0: Watford, Brentford, Southampton, Newcastle, Villa, Leeds, Everton, Crystal Palace, West Ham, Norwich. Come on, amazing! That's, um, that's outrageous. Mm. So I've been fully tempted uh, by by Wolves, but I just I don't trust them yet because there's the likes of Jimenez who potentially would be the perfect replacement for Danny Ings, but I don't I don't trust him yet. Yeah.
1: Treore and Jimenez, they're just two players at the moment that they should be scoring points the way they're playing. So you're just mm. going to have to have that fancy it, jump into the unknown and have a go if you like them.
0: It's, it's a great opportunity because, well, Treore especially, he's six mils, perfect price point to have a cheap midfielder in there. And if you put any of these players from Wolves in your team, you leave them in there for the next 10 game weeks and not worry about them because... Every fixture is just gold. You can play them. Uh, potentially, you can have a defender and you know they're, they're capable of sitting on the bench or or they're just a set and forget for the next 10 weeks or so. So uh, uh, I've, I've looked at their defence because they're um, sort of what I've been looking to invest in because I want a stable defence so I can move around my midfield and attackers because I'm not wild-carding. Mm-hmm. So I've looked at... I think Cody's the safest bet, but he offers very little threat going forward. But 4.5, yeah. it's a great option. Uh, and then you've got Samedo, who has shown some some interesting um, interesting stats and, and performances. The eye test-wise, I'm giving him a pass. He's, he's one I've got my eye on. Yeah. Um, so they're the two I've been looking at. And I think um, more likely, you're probably better off going for a, a 4.5 because I don't see Samedo getting too many attacking returns. I'd much rather... You know, Suphal, you've got um, Coleman at Everton, which we might talk about soon as well. So there's other better 5.0 options there. Yeah, I so, agree. And, and the keeper, Saar, he's a great option. If you just want to upgrade or people downgrading from Martinez, as an example, should move to Saar because you've got 10 game weeks of great fixtures or just go with the template Sanchez at 4.5. Mate, I'd love to talk about Leeds because their fixtures are really about to turn after after this game week. They've got Liverpool, but then they've got a red hot run coming up. Who are your key picks in Leeds? Yeah, yeah. So
1: Rafinha, one hundred percent. We've spoken about. He's going in at some point. Bamford, again, I think he's going to make. You could dovetail him with Jimenez, or even uh, you know, if you've got a bit of value from Jimenez when he um, goes on his. Run, we hope, um, or I hope, you could upgrade to him if Jimenez um, mm. isn't for you. Um, and then, obviously, there's probably Harrison and Ailing. Yeah, anyone else in Leeds? Stroik in the in the center of defense. Injury uh, prone? No, I don't think he's injury prone. He's just I hate putting centre backs in in fantasy okay. football because there's no upside. Yeah, unless
0: they're a towering Van Dyke or a ideas just he's not that good in the air yeah. there's, there's some of those guys I do like because they can sneak bonus points in a tighter fixture but Leeds realistically won't get as many clean sheets as some of the other teams and their style of play their bonus bonus points will likely go to attacking type players so you're probably right there Ailing's a pick it's, it's yeah. an easy pick too um, okay I agree with you on that I'll ask you a question because this has been in my thinking Ignoring the Ronaldo-Lukaku hype because mm-hmm. I really wanted to bring one of those forwards. But then the sensible side of me is thinking Ings to Bamford would be just such a good move for me as well because yeah. Leeds have amazing fixtures. I've already got DCL and Antonio up front. So I've got a really uh, a nice, evenly priced front line where I'm not spending too much. Mm. All got good fixtures, all showing form sides looking like they they could potentially go on a good run of high-scoring games where they look like they're going to score in every game. So, Mm. why should I move off that type of an approach um, to risk to more riskier picks, potentially? Well,
1: my theory is Leeds are actually going to play really well against Liverpool. And this isn't good. It's, It's not good for my fantasy team because I'm going to have some Liverpool assets, but I think Leeds are going to do a similar game where they actually go toe to toe with Liverpool. We're at home. Really, mm-hmm. a game that's a th- few things are going to click. And then after that, I think we're just going to go in a run where we'll we'll start beating teams like we did before because we've not been playing well, and we managed to come back against Everton, for example. Mm-hmm. We didn't play well against Burnley, but we managed to come from back from behind. And in the last five ten minutes, it, they could not. Kick the ball out, pump it up longer. We were just going wave after wave and a wave after wave. And I was like, we're going to get a winner here. So I think it'll click. And this break has become a perfect time for Leeds United. So if that's going to help you after watching them, I generally think we, we will come good. And Banford will be the sphere of that.
0: That Liverpool fixture was, was turning me off. So that, because I, to, to avoid taking a hit, my team's in, in good shape. Like I could keep Bruno for Newcastle and then just make one free trade. Ings to Bamford, and I'd be looking sensational. But mm-hmm. yeah, that that's what I was thinking. Um, Bamford won't return against Liverpool, but you're telling me it could be a more open type game.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Okay, I'm I'm going to keep an eye on that one. I'll, I'll think about that. I definitely agree with all your picks there. I, I love the value Liverpool uh, leads offer. They're, they're six 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 point five Bamford at eight. It was oh, Bamford seven point nine now. Yeah, I think he went down.
1: Yeah, he's dropped. He's a great option.
0: Yeah, so they will the be safe. Just wait, just wait until after Liverpool, and then you can bring him in. Mm, but I don't want to be stuck with Ings with Chelsea when Ronaldo's at Newcastle. I want to make, I want to get rid of Ings. He's my, I think he's been lucky to return in in the games that he has. So I want to move off him while I've banked his points. I want to get something exciting up the front there, and that's whether I go for uh, a Bamford or a Jimenez and just sit on them for their extended run of good fixtures. Or make a move by downgrading Bruno and bringing in a a premium forward, Kane, Lukaku, or Ronaldo. Bamford will score
1: score more more likely to score mm. than uh, Ings this week, I think. Yeah, There's I'm torn. Answer. I'm torn.
0: Okay, thank you, mate. Uh, I've got a. I think you'll like Everton's run coming up. I, I'm I'm loving what I'm seeing. In terms of the way they're currently playing, because they're they're creating so many chances week in, week out. They've got Burnley, Aston Villa and Norwich in their their next three. I've 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 had DCL in for a couple of weeks now, so I'm really happy with him up front for those three fixtures. And I've seen a lot of teams um moving for the likes of Damari Gray after his last two goals. We 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 picked him in preseason, but I didn't like what, what he was doing in game week one and then there was a little bit of threat of rotation. He was getting hooked after seventy-eight, seventy-nine, eighty minutes in mm. the first couple of games. But mate, he loves running at running at teams. He's he's looking good.
1: Yeah, I really like him. I think he's come back from Germany and his loan spells just mm. more mature.
0: And there's more of an end product. So he, Yeah. A five point six. That was his main problem when he was at Leicester is he showed these exciting moments, but he just lacked that consistency. And it was probably just tied to the fact that he was a young player. But now he's he's I can't believe how confident he looks out there. He's it's like he's recognized, hey, I'm one of the quickest players on the pitch here. I'm gonna run it, guys. And he's he's just running at defenses um regularly and, and his his first instinct now is shoot rather than cross. And I'm yeah, I really wish I had the luxury of having um, two free transfers this week because he'd be a perfect enabler type pick for this for this run, and a lot of teams are bringing him in and I think he's probably a good pick for those three runs mm-hmm. you've you've backed you backed Coleman a couple of weeks ago as well you liked what he was doing I think he's a good pick good value
1: yeah um, there is a slight injury concern in Coleman at the moment, but he should be good um, okay i I think well he's just yellow flagged on fantasy that's all I can see i'm not hundred yeah. percent sure um you' Your boy De has looked good as well. Yeah, fifteen fantasy points. That's not bad for a five point five. Him and De- five point six. demari Gray nineteen points and DeCore at five point yeah. five has fifteen. So
0: and and Allen Allen has has had a bit more license to move forward as well for four point five mil. He'd be if you're wild carding, he could be your the fifth four point four point five mil um, midfielder you bring in. Mm. I like what what he's shown what he showed last week. Um, yeah, interesting. I like their team and, mm-hmm. and the potential points in the next three. That's for sure. Good run. Okay, uh, Watford. I know you love Watford. They've got uh, they've got four good fixtures, mate. They've for, they've got Wolves at home, Norwich away, Newcastle at home, and Leeds away. So those four fixtures, surely there's goals in those games. Yeah. I mean, I just think
1: two of the cheapest blokes on the game who are likely to start. I'm sorry if I steal your thunder here, but Sissoko at 4.5 mm. is likely to be a centre midfielder that's going to push on and do a similar thing to what Decore is doing at Everton, bursting into the box and just doing, being a, you know, getting over all everybody and
0: trying it to get on the edge of the box.
1: Yeah. 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 And then Dennis who, Watched in the first week. I don't. I haven't watched heaps of him, but he scored. He looks energetic. He looks skillful, and he plays either um, out wide or in the front yep. line. At five point two, well, he's
0: got fifteen points. So, did I was slightly surprised that they moved Deeney on in the in the winter. So, that that takes away um, a, a key rotation threat. So Josh King got got. Solid minutes in that last game through the centre, and they did play Dennis out wide. He's an awesome fifth, fifth, um, or well, sorry, eighth attacker to have coming off the bench. I wouldn't want to play Dennis every week, but if you have him as cover, say you had a Torres, Jota, Greenwood, these type of players, if you had a Dennis as your um, third strikers to come off the bench, then he's a, he's a great pick to have there. So, and did you see the reception Sissoko got from the Spurs fans when he came on? They no, loved I the bloke. They loved uh, the bloke. But and he was he was tormenting them. He he played really well. I was impressed. Mm-hmm. He was he was in the box a few a few times during that game. Yeah, he's capable. Four point five. He is a loose unit though. <laughs> would would you go near their goalkeeper or defence, Watford?
1: Yeah, I had I had Buck and Sanchez rotating. Um okay. but then because of the whole Ronaldo debate, which we'll go into a bit later, I've had to Get rid of them.
0: Mate, you are a a big fan of Ismailia Saar, Mm -hmm. So in terms of his fantasy prospects, I just question whether... My question to you is, will Watford score enough goals to justify having a Watford attacker in your squad?
1: Yeah, I think they will. I think from what I've seen of Watford, they're solid. And they're at home for a lot of their games coming up. So... um, yeah, they got Wolves at home and then Newcastle at home and Norwich away. So in that run, this is season-defining for them. And and after watching them and, and watching Saar, he's the one that I think is going to do the damage. He's either going to get an assist or he's going to break quickly. He's got electric pace mm-hmm. and he's going to get into positions where he's going to create fancy points for your team. So he's kind of like a Traore. It's an absolute punt, really, but a 6.0. If he doesn't score
0: for you are you that bothered true, yeah. true he's a good value option to have there and similar to to like we spoke about the the Leeds and Wolves boys he's at that perfect price point where you can just have him there for these good fixtures and he he might he won't return in every fixture but if what for the scoring goals you know he's going to be um one of their key talisman's involved in most of their uh, most of their key attacks and goals so it could be one to go for. I just, there, yeah, that was my only question mark was whether or not Watford would score enough goals. But you said it, these next four fixtures really will, will go a long way for them setting themselves up for survival. So that's the time to move. Mm. The final team and a contentious one I want to speak about now is the Arsenal.
1: What are we <laughs> going to do, mate? <laughs> the laughing stock uh, of the Premier League. <laughs>
0: <laughs> At the moment, poor bastards. That's, that's yeah. But you cannot ignore the run of fixtures they're about to embark on Norwich, Burnley, Tottenham, Brighton, Crystal Palace, Aston Villa, and Leicester. So this could be their time to break out of the funk. They haven't shown any signs that they can do that in the first three fixtures but do you see any form of a response from from Arsenal? Oh, mate, their performances
1: have been dour. There's no other way to explain that. Um, You know, if they, I could easily see Norwich scoring an early goal and Mm. the whole atmosphere of the Emirates will just turn. Like, Arsenal fans, (laughs) I'm sorry if you're an Arsenal fan. I know there are some good ones, but they yep. just are the best at getting on their players' back and just being the exact opposite of what a fan in a stadium should do. So, yeah, they could easily turn... They, they have the quality and the, and the young quality in Saka and, and Smith-Rowe, who I know are finding their ways in, into a lot of wildcard drafts to hurt and get points
0: and score goals for them, but I just, I just wouldn't touch them, would you? What do you think? I would hate to be an Arsenal fan. If I was an Arsenal fan, both my fists would be broken because I'd be punching walls. <laughs> <laughs> That's how oh. frustrating they are to watch. I, I, because I'm I'm a Torres owner and and a fan, I watched that game against Arsenal, and they showed absolutely nothing. They were fucking rubbish. But <laughs> but they've they've got to have some form of a response. They they brought in Odegaard in that transfer window. Um, I must admit, Emil Smith Rowe has has looked pretty good. He's he's had some chances, been quite unlucky not to get FBL returns to this stage. So you've got him, Odegaard, um, Saka should be returning to to full fitness now after not a full preseason. And then Aubameyang needs to show something. He he wore the captain's armband against Man uh, Man City in that game, but he was he was a shadow. I didn't even know he was on the pitch. That was Disgusting performance from him, so yeah. he needs to show why they signed him for big money. And he's capable. He's two seasons ago he had a twenty goal season, so he's, he's got goals in him. So yeah. what what I'm thinking about is there Ben White. What is he now at four point three, four um, point four? I think he might yeah. be. Yeah, he's 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 kind of like that cheap defender I've been looking at to just sit on my bench. I traded him out when he had COVID because I had two guys with COVID issues and he was the one to go just because Arsenal was so bad. But now I'm thinking mm. he could be a good cheapie to just have sitting on my bench. I know you've mm. got um, some, some strong thoughts around Tierney. Mm. Well, has he been anywhere near your wildcard tinkers? Well,
1: yes, he has. And um, he wasn't originally. So I'll, I'll give some credit to my housemate. He's, he's a big fan of Tierney and we were having a chat about this um, just another lunch break and, he absolutely loves him, like he thinks he's a great player. Um, but then I've, I've changed the corner. I think emotionally looking at that player, he is a good player. He could assist. He could get yeah. a clean sheet. But also, all my mind screams is, it's fucking Arsenal. Yeah. They could concede to and t- it's In my yeah. mind, it's more likely for Arsenal to have a meltdown than it is for them to spank Norwich. So for me, cool. he goes out. He's a great player. If they spank Norwich, maybe I'll rethink it because he's four point nine. But he will then go up, so mm. that might price me out. But yeah, Tierney and the only other one I was
0: looking at was
1: uh, Cedric. But then this Tommy Asu comes in. So
0: yeah, uh, yeah. The only one I was really looking at was I don't think I don't trust Odegaard from an FPL points point perspective. I think he's a he's a good enough player, and when he was playing with um Smith Rowe, at the end of last season, I think they, they started to look good. But the only one I'd go near is Smith Rowe just because of his price point. He could be that that enabler, midfielder. You know, Damari Gray, Neil Smith Rowe, they're the type of guys you're kind of making that decisions around. Or whether you step up and then go to a 6 mil bracket with your Harrisons, your Sars, your Traore's, they're the decisions you want to make. But at least you've got options at 5.5, 6, 6.5, 7, 7.5. There's, there's those tiers there of... of Good groups of players there have, have you I actually want to talk to you about differentials so I know we've we've talked about five teams there who we've called out have good fixture swings, but have you got any any picks in your back pocket that we should be considering outside these teams with good fixture runs who who are any true sleepers?
1: there is a couple of true sleepers, and I think the number one sleeper that nobody's talking about. Which I'm probably killing my killing my chat for the the show on Thursday with one of my maverick picks. I'll have to pick somebody else is uh andy Andy Robertson
0: all right eh? interesting, yeah, that's a strong pick if he sh- if he shows form as per last season and on top of that, Liverpool defense has looked a lot better, I must admit with Virgil van Dijk in although well, I don't think they've been truly tested yet. I think no. you're right. The Leeds game could be uh, a good one to, to really put some pressure on them and see how they respond. Mm. What, what have you been thinking around Robertson? Well, he's just like Trent, right? Like
1: he, Liverpool have got a great run. He, he, he normally is the second-best performing defender in fantasy. He's still a class player. He signed a four- or five-year contract. He got started over Simakas. Oh, for sure. He's just a good player. He takes set pieces sometimes. He gets the byline. He's marauding. He's part of the way that the why Liverpool are so successful. Why has everyone forgotten Robertson? Don't sleep on Robertson. I feel like he easily could go back into my wildcard draft, and he might. I just You'd don't pick know whether. Him over Trent? No, I would not pick him over Trent. I just don't know if oh. I I could pick him over Jota. If, Jota, right. if Firmino was back, I
0: would pick him over Jota, but obviously...
1: Yeah,
0: I, I like that, that thinking. So your decision around Liverpool is whether you go Jota or Robertson. Yeah, exactly. I, I actually like your thinking there, because I would no, never have considered Robertson, but he's 0. 0.6 cheaper than, than um, what's his name, Jota. Jota. Mm-hmm. And yet he'll, there's no threat of rotation. He'll start every game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Clean sheet points. Yep, that's actually changed my thinking.
1: I might, I might actually play
0: with that again. I'm not sure. Would that mean your potential wild card would be a four four two setup if you had Robinson?
1: No, no, still be
0: three. Okay, well, we'll talk about that in a sec. Let's let's Mm. go through if you any other sleeper picks you want to call out before we move to your wild card. Yeah, there's no major ones
1: because um, we'll also go for the Mavericks and all, and all the rest of it um, in the next show on Thursday. But the two guys from Chelsea I want to speak about that people might have missed out on um, is Mason Mount Yeah, and, and Kai Havertz.
0: Yeah, nice. I like both those picks. They both looked good. Do you think uh, okay, uh, Haberts has hasn't played every minute so far. He's had um, he obviously scored the goal against Liverpool, but he hasn't um, he hasn't he hasn't started every game. Is no. there do you have any fear of rotation over Habits moving forward? You no, because
1: yeah, for sure he's in the best level every day of the week. He can play in the ten, he can play in the front line, he can play as a striker. Lukaku mm-hmm. coming with this thigh injury could mean that he leads the line. And if he leads the line against Chelsea with no yeah. Martinez and no Mings, God, it could be a bloodbath. And
0: he's a midfielder.
1: So that could be a one-week punt or even a hold, really, mm. couldn't it?
0: True. That's a great shout. Yeah, Habits, uh, Chelsea looked looked really good when he came on against Liverpool. And and obviously that was a class goal that he scored at header. Yeah, Liver. Brilliant. Um, And and I referred to those earlier picks, in that midfield mid-price back bracket, Um, Greenwood, Yota, Torres, Rafinha. Mm -hmm. How we've all got question marks on them. If I take Mason Mount in that same price bracket, he's the probably the most nailed out of all of them. He probably doesn't have the most appealing next three fixtures, but he would be the most nailed on. So yeah, because he takes them. if you did go early on him, Chelsea have a good fixture swing in in three weeks or four weeks time. So if you went early on him, he might he might get some some assists. He might get some FPL points in the next couple of weeks if you snag an assist from him. It's a trade you don't have to make in three or four weeks time, and you already started bringing in Chelsea players for their fixture swings.
1: Yeah, I think he's very consistent, mm. and he's already the highest scoring. I oh, know he's not. He's uh, he's with the highest scoring midfielder for Chelsea. So, and he hasn't really looked. He scored two assists already. I'm sure. Of yeah, he, and he and he will break into the box and he will do his thing. So Mason just, Mount's a player that you could be comfortable leaving in your squad for sure.
0: Yeah, he's that type of player though. You and I wouldn't get him because he's just a bit of a boring pick. He's he's got a lower ceiling, but he's just that player that will just keep ticking along. You can rely on him. Minimal rotation. He's just a safe pick. He's not the true maverick pick, so mm. I can understand why we don't we don't have the kind of man love for him like uh like I do for Torres,
1: <laughs> <laughs> for sure, or,
0: or the or the five time Ballon d'Or winner CR seven,
1: sure, wild player.
0: So Benny, let's have a look at your latest wildcard tinker. I'm excited to see what you've got. <laughs> oh, I've had some uh, sleepless nights ever
1: since I pressed this goddamn button. And, and I'm kind of regretting it in a way, but it's been so fun. I'll just get it up now for us. So, yeah, wild card city.
0: Okay. Well, I'll just read it out for the people um, listening in. So mm-hmm. you've gone with Sanchez in goal and a 4.0 backup. So leaning into Sanchez will Brighton's extended long run. I like that you've got Alexander Arnold and Shaw Look Shaw in the back line, but then you've gone you've gone hard on Alonso here, so Marcus alonso, you're backing him, yeah, and i these are this is one of the
1: players that i just I don't know about yet I could because I he's there's chillwell rotation, and this is probably the one that i would I was excited
0: to go through with
1: you here because he could
0: easily come out. What I like is that you've got two playing four backups. So you've gone with Williams and Livramento, who are the who are the most secure four four million dollar defenders in the game right now. So mm. I think you've gone with two decent picks there who can come in if Alonso is rotated with with you well. Personally, I, I just feel like you may have missed the points already on Alonso. Mm. However, at the As it currently stands, it looks like it's his place to lose. I agree. I don't think they're going to, to drop him, but when the European games start to hit, that's when we'll start to see some rotation in there. And it just depends. They might start with Chilwell in Europe and Alonso will keep getting the Premier League fixtures. So I don't quite know how that's going to play out yet, but he's definitely a rotation risk. But it's good... If that that's what you have your bench for because you're going for an explosive type player. Uh, Reece James is suspended, so I can understand why you haven't wanted to go in because he would have been the perfect pick um, at point one cheaper than Alonso. Um, but that's that's kind of what you what you're looking at. Do you want to wait? Do you want to bring in Reece James into your squad because I think he's a little more secure and start with one of your cheap defenders for a week while. Reese James serves that suspension. Yeah,
1: really, I really like Reese James, but I don't want to play a player that Southampton don't have a good fixture, and neither do Norwich. So I don't think Norwich are ever ever going to have any good fixtures. Um,
0: but, look, that's a that's a strong defense. Like I can see you've gone big at the back, so you've gone the the highest priced defender in the game with TAA, and you've got two. I'll call them five point five defenders. Um, Luke Shaw and, and Alonso to back it up. You could downgrade Alonso to a 5.0 or a 4.5 if you needed money elsewhere, but that, that current structure, you've got attacking fullbacks across the board. They're, they're three of the most explosive players. And I, I know you've talked, we've talked about Luke Shaw before. So we think he's going to benefit from Ronaldo and Duran in defense. So Man United could, could tighten things up there. Trent, he's looking like one of the most dangerous players in the game, drifting more infield, potentially having more potential for goals, potentially from open play. So keep an eye on that one. Mm-hmm. And Alonso, he started on fire. I wish we kind of thought about him. I thought he would only get the first week and then Chilwell would come in, but boy, was I wrong. We missed the boat mm-hmm. on him. I, I, love, I don't mind that pick, but I think it's definitely high risk. Okay, so
1: I'll talk you through my thoughts here before we go into midfield. If I took out Alonso and upgraded to Robertson, which would allow me to have Robertson, Arnold and Shaw, I would then have to get rid of Jota, who I have in midfield, and I would then get rid of Gray. Would that back line appeal to you more and, and, and no Jota and somebody else like a Rafinha than what I have right now?
0: If I was wildcarding, I would probably personally have TAA and a, and a cheap defense. Like I'd probably go Trent, Suffal, and then three 4.5s and a 4.0. Um, Trent, Sufal, a rotating set of 4.5s. And then, um, so so think about it like this I would go Trent, Sufal, Wolves Defender, Ailing and then maybe a Brandon Williams or a Liv Rimento. So that would be my chief defence because I want to put more funds up front. But I'm interested to see how you've unlocked uh, the likes of Ronaldo because that defence is, is a lot more premium than I would have thought. Yeah. It's a very I- it's, it's a strong defence. It could deliver you points. It's awesome. Alonso, Alexander-Arnold and Luke Shaw. Huge. So let's, let's just talk through your midfield. You've gone Salah. Double up with Jota, Greenwood, Torres, Damari Gray. So you're playing a 3-5-2. Yeah. And up front, up front, you're going with Jimenez, Ronaldo, and a 4.5 bench fodder. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at your team, and it's definitely well-balanced. Um, I'm straight up going to ask you why you've gone away from um, Antonio, DCL... These these players that are already scoring points showing form and you're going for a Jimenez who Wolves haven't haven't done it yet. Is is that a risk? And you're partnering him with Ronaldo, who we don't know hundred percent if he's gonna start, although we've already discussed what's happening there. So I I agree he's the he's the right play there. But why Jimenez? I just
1: think he's gonna come good. I think okay. he, in my in my mind, the fixture runs crazy. Even if he doesn't yeah. come good straight away. He will score. He takes penalties. Antonio, I think, is a great player. And, I, and I'm, I don't want to miss out on him. But I think with the Europa League run and Antonio being very notorious for injuries, I think that's a good time to come off. I might regret that decision. Um, and then, to be honest, with Bamford, it's a personal decision in the sense that if I pick Bamford and Leeds don't do well, then I lose out on two fronts. It's a double so, back. It's a double blow. Whereas if I put in him and Bamford
0: scores, I can kind of be all right with
1: that. I'm okay.
0: Yeah. So the, the key question that I next want to ask you is you've tripled up on, on Liverpool, which I'm okay with, but you've also mm. tripled up on Man United. So there's a hell of a lot of risk there. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I think Greenwood may be too much in there. Greenwood, Torres, Jota. We, they, we had question marks over all those players. Mm. I'd potentially maybe look at a, a more boring pick like a mount for Greenwood. I can't deny Greenwood's form, but I think somewhere you've got to take away some risk because if Firmino's out for one week, if he's out for three weeks, Jota's going to be a rotation problem for you. Although he could, for, for bang for your buck, he could come on and in 30 minutes still do damage in, in certain games. Torres well, could, could be a risk for you as well. In, in the next coming weeks. So we'll see how that unfolds. I think you've picked a team that looks amazing for game week four. Is it going to be strong enough in game week five, six, seven, eight? Because you've only got one free transfer. Well, knowing you, you'll, you'll take hits every week anyway. To fix it. <laughs> I'll just do what I want. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just questioning you there. So what are your thoughts on that? Those, those yeah, players, especially in midfield. Yeah, you've definitely made me think.
1: And if I did, I could, looking at that midfield, Salah's non-negotiable. He's there. He's in all day. If I get Agreed. rid, of, if I get, if I switch out Jota to uh, to Robertson, that gives me six to free up. And then if I actually downgraded Gray to a, to a Sissoko, then that's going to give me some even more money to play with. Because yeah. I'm not going to move Greenwood on or Torres on. I really like Greenwood. Okay. Um, I think Torres is a, is a worthy punt, so that I might be he's... something I can play around with.
0: Okay, I'm I'm happy then. You've you've called out Torres and Greenwood, are the, the two you don't want to move on. So mm-hmm. Jota's probably the one that you could forego. I think he's probably got the best potential in the next three weeks if Fominio's not not if Firmino is injured. Mm-hmm. But looking at that, I would think I think you're crazy not not going a, a Leeds midfielder. I think you've got to you've got to back your boys at some point. <laughs> and, and the only man, one I want to back is Rafinha. And then, but here we've got a question mark over him in in game week four, so we're still waiting on him. So, drop out Jota. How much money have you got to work with? Let's have a little look. Let's go back to midfielders.
1: Got twelve.
0: Okay, so you've taken out Jota and Gray Damari Gray. Mm-hmm. You've put Robertson in your back line. So you're doubling down on Robertson, TAA and Shaw in the back line. Mm-hmm. I think you, if I was you, I would stick with Damari Gray for that for that run, mate. He's, he's looking in form and then mm-hmm. you've got 6.5 to spend. I'd be, probably be looking at your, your mate Rafinha. Yeah, and this is the thing. So Rafinha I, and Gray. It's a tough one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a good tinker. I don't think you need to make some, a decision just yet. What about if we, um, we've, we've identified where the strengths and potential risks are in your team. I think you should take this away, have a tinker and then do another reveal at the end of the pod we do for the game week four. Let's do it. That sounds great, mate. Awesome.